Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is What Happens When Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Wayne Joseph. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's another episode of What Happens When Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Kevin Wayne Joseph. And today I have a special guest. I have a homegrown guest. She's hailing straight out of Donaldsonville, Louisiana. She was born down there by the river. We have Miss Joshua in the building. Holla at him. How y'all doing? How are y'all? So now, for the sake of familiarity, her nickname is Kitten. It has always <laughs> been her nickname. I had to tell the people. <laughs> when you hear me refer to her as Kitten, that was her nickname as far as long as I knew her. All her <laughs> friends call her that in high school. We're just going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it well put together. So, Kitten, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. I already told them where you're from and tell them what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Curencia, <laughs> but you can call me Kitten. Uh, that's a, a childhood nickname that has stuck with me since I was popped out the womb. So, <laughs> so um, I am, like he said, I'm from Donaldsonville, Louisiana, currently residing in Houston, Texas. Um, I am a fitness enthusiast and do kind of like some part-time training. Uh along, you know, of course, with my full-time job, but I also own a Black Girl Fitness Company. I actually co-own Black Girl Fitness Company, um, which the other co-owner is my Sara and best friend, Miss Aaliyah Jackson. All right, all right. So we're going to dive straight into it. I have a lot that I want to get in today, but especially about your fitness journey. So you didn't start out wanting a business, no, you started out just wanting to get healthy. Yes. Can you let give us some background of where, where you got this idea? How did you know that this is what you wanted to do? So, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, take it way back. Like, honestly, like all of my life, I've probably like struggled with my weight. I've like lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight again. Um. So I think this time when I started, I started in this journey again, April 2020. So in the height of the pandemic, um, I started this journey again and I realized like I had to like take a take a moment and really sit and think like, what am I actually doing this for? I feel like all of the other times I was just like doing it. Oh, I want to be able to fit in this dress or, oh, I want to. It was always some quick like scheme stuff type thing <laughs> that I was always trying to reach a goal for something. And then once you reach the goal, you're like, okay, I could go back and eat cheeseburgers and fries and do whatever I want to do. So what's crazy is like, I had got diagnosed with like pre-diabetes before. Um, what's crazy is like, I'm, sh- I'm saying that, but it is so crazy because that did not stop anything. Like it still didn't stop anything. I was still eating like shit. I was still- <laughs> It's it is true though. And then when I moved to Houston again, like around that um January, like 2020, I started having like issues with my gallbladder. So I ended up having a surgery um to have my gallbladder removed, all of this. And people who know about gallbladder stuff, um, when you eat a lot of greasy food, it just literally contracts the stones in your gallbladder and literally you're in the you're in cramps all the time so after i got it removed kevin i still (laughs) didn't change my life around oh wow (laughs) 
It took some months. I probably, I swear. It took some months. I swear. Um, so April 1st, 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm really going to do this this time. And I'm really going to try to be consistent. I literally started so small. Like I would just go take walks and, you know, change the way I ate. Um, I want to say I was like, of course, on some quick scheme type stuff. Oh, I'm going to do keto and let's see how that works. I lost weight on it, of course, but eventually had to, once I started like weight training and stuff like that, I had to start eating more carbs and stuff like that. But yeah, the journey started like very minimal. I was doing the least I could do, but still kind of changed the way that I ate along the way. So that kind of, it's like how it started. My journey started. All right. So you said you started off minimal, right? Mm -hmm. After walking, why did you get into strength training? Because most people, they, they, most girls would say they don't want to look like a man. I've seen, you've seen when girls lift weights, they shape up. All the curves just you. pop. So I'm telling you. Tell, like, me, tell us about that. What, what, what made me want to start strength training? So just like everybody, like I want to say like everybody else, they're like, okay, I'm gonna do some cardio. I'm gonna go walking. I'm gonna do these little ab exercises. I'm gonna pick up a little five pound dumbbell girl that is not doing nothing for your booty. You want to dunk, <laughs> you need to go pick up some heavy weights. But yeah, so I really wanted to challenge myself. I think all of this time with over these years, like I've really been trying to find like that next thing. Like it, you have to keep the momentum. Like you have to find new things that you like. At first I was starting off walking. Then I started doing like a lot of HIIT training. I, I did CrossFit before. Um, then after that, I was like, yeah, I started setting these little goals for myself. So I was like, um, I want to learn how to do a pull-up. So at that moment I started training to do a pull-up and then I got like five pull-ups and I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing something else. So I recently just got into powerlifting so I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna try that out. And this year I also added to my goal list is uh, I want to be able to like run a 5k, even though that's cardio, but it's something I never did before. It's always, some, it's always something to achieve. Like in life in your fitness journey, it's literally always something to achieve. You just have to go out there and really like look for it and find interest in different things. Y'all, do y'all hear that Southern accent? <laughs> I know y'all hear loud and clear. <laughs> so I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. Okay. You eating bad diet, had to get your gallbladder removed, still didn't change. Mm -mm. What was the switch? Now you had, they had told you uh, pre, you know, diagnosed pre-diabetic, that didn't change. The gallbladder surgery, that didn't change. What was the switch in your mind that kept you going? You know what it was? I'm not even going, I'm not even going to lie. It took for me to literally look in the mirror and say, wow, I, how did I let myself get like this? Like I stepped on a scale, Kevin, I was 280, 280 pounds as a five, five female, 280 pounds. Um, so I no lie that kind of, even just stepping on a scale, like now I, anybody will tell you now I do not step on a scale. I don't need that type of negativity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I can tell you that stepping on that scale and actually like seeing myself in the mirror, like it really just, that made me click. And I was like, I got to do something. Even if it's like I said, minimal, I need to start doing something. 
And that's kind of really what it was. Like, I was like, I am almost, I'm 20 pounds from being 300 pounds. And I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> that's 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 the reality that a lot of people don't want to face. It's like um, a reality check, you know? And you know, and it hits hard because I, I had just spoke about this uh, probably two days ago. The same way you didn't want to step on a scale, most people don't check their bank accounts mm-hmm. because they know it's going to be disappointing. It's negative. Right. Oh, it's <laughs> negative. It's a disappointment. And so I was I was uh I was speaking on you should always know the status of your flock, like something that's in mm-hmm. Proverbs uh, 27, 23 is you should always know what is going on with your life, with your body, with your finances, your future. You should always know where you're headed. And so what was what was really challenging about people not it's almost like the movie Bird Box. Mm-hmm. If you open your eyes, you become in a sense you die technically, but it, at the same time, you become enlightened. Right, right. Those people that wanted to stay, keep things the way they were, covered their eyes. They did everything right. they could just to stay blind. Right. Well, those people in reality, if you were to open your eyes to to knowing where you were going, that's when everything changes for you. Right, right. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that because it's like, if you don't know, then you don't even know that you need to change. If you're you're going in blind, you you don't know what's going on. You don't you don't even think that you need to lose weight. You know, you don't want to step on a scale. I'm pretty sure you probably just see it in the mirror and you're just like, oh, I look good. You know, but outside of looking good, I, I had so many people say, but you carried your weight so well. It Maybe I look good on the outside, but inside it was horrible, horrible. So it, it's really you you can't go into this blind you have to know what's going on with your life with your health with your finances you need to know what's going on overall right, in order right. to be able to fix the things you know right right okay so in the age of instagram ig instant gratification microwavable society microwavable mm-hmm. bodies microwavable thinking everything <laughs> how did you build the consistency because I want to expound on this. Consistency is not something you do in one area of your life. It's who you become. Right. And if and if we are not consistent in our the food we eat and the way we train, the way we sleep, you won't be consistent in any area. Consistency is the hardest thing for a lot of people to build. How did you build that consistency? Or was it something you was already consistent in and you just carried over into your fitness life? I can't even say that I'm a full-fledged consistent person outside of fitness like I I can't you know like you you find areas of your life you okay I'm like okay I got consistency here let me try it in some another area um so I can't say that I'm a whole rounded consistent person but as far as fitness I think that creating routine in my life is what creates the consistency like I remember at a point Kevin I I just wake up just going about life willy-nilly, no plan. It's Winging really, it as they it's say. Re- it's just thugging it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really took until like I had to sit down, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 that, and the other, making goals, you know, stuff like that. And not just throwing some goals on a piece of paper and just calling it, oh, these are my goals, girl. I'm going to do this and don't do shit. Not that. <laughs> it's actually being in it and really... Say, holding yourself accountable like for that for that routine 
I can tell you right now, my morning starts at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm waking up early. It, I do the same thing every day. And it may sound boring, but honestly, you, sometimes your fitness journey going to get boring. It's not going to be beautiful all throughout the whole journey. Sometimes you're going to have your highs, you're going to have your lows. But I can tell you, I wake up every morning, 4.30. I wake up, do the same thing, pray, read my Bible, wake up, take my little my little energy, whatever I want to do, drink a protein shake. It's really consistent and everything goes. I get to the gym at 5.30, like I gotta. And you just have to create that routine. Like, just like how you were saying, like with, fi with your finances, I'm pretty sure like every time you get paid or every, every month you have this consistent thing that you do. It's literally changing, taking that routine and applying it to different parts of your life. You know, that is so powerful because I was reading a book on goal setting. And the first thing the guy says is after you write your goals down, your plan should be your system to bring it to pass. Yeah. How are you going to accomplish it? What system are you going to put in place to make sure that if you just do A, B, C, D, you are going to arrive at your goal eventually? Just do A, B, C, D. Don't worry about how long it's going to take you. The time is going to pass. Anyway. And, don't, and don't worry about the goal, the big goal. You got to take the baby steps to get to the big thing. <laughs> you got to know that you got to wake up. You got to know that you got to meal prep before you even get to, oh, I'm 20 pounds down. It takes those baby steps to get to that. You know, and that's big because most people, they just want to jump. They just want to mm -hmm. leap. But you learn so much along the way of those baby steps that you need to sustain you for that journey. And when you say that, like, now that you're even saying, like, learning things along the way, I didn't even realize, like, just taking it as a, from a professional standpoint, before I lost weight, I was probably just lacking confidence professionally like at work like I was scared to like speak up on things and you know just trying to play the backseat and all of this started losing weight started treating myself better started you know eating what I'm supposed to be eating I done lost weight I'm feeling good now I'm, I'm like I'm in meetings I'm like no this shouldn't go like this you, you start speaking up you, yep, you start speak on it you start getting some professional like I, my professional confidence lacked so much prior to me, like just taking be better care of myself. And I'm going to stop saying it as like, because I lost weight, I'm going to just say that I started taking better care of myself. Um, I just lack so much confidence, so much professional confidence and personal confidence as well. But like, once I started taking care of myself, uh, feeding myself what I'm supposed to feed myself, right. Uh, praying, waking up, do, you know, creating that routine routine for myself, I started seeing areas of my life changing. You know, I'm starting to see, okay, I, I'm actually that person at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there was a, um, there's a certain rapper. He was doing an interview one point and he said he used to pray that God would just take the invisible knife and cut all the fat off his body. And he said, but God didn't do that. What he did was he gave me an opportunity to go to the gym every day and remove it myself. Okay. What do you what do you say to the people that want that type of prayer, but they pass up on the opportunity that's provided to them to make that prayer happen? Ooh. Oh, child, I'm going to say, really, God, you, you know what I'm going to say, Kevin? I'm going to say. You have to. Do your part in order for God to do his part. Facts. That's what I'm going to say. Speak on you, it. You have to do your part. Because you think, 
God, he don't, he didn't intend for us to go under the knife and just, to, you know, do whatever we want to do. Not no shame to the people who do do that. But, um, he created us to do all of these. Like we have everything in us to be the person that we're supposed to be. Like we have it. We we're, we're created with it. So you literally cannot not do your part and expect for him to do the part. Now he'll he'll give you a little motivation, he'll mm -hmm. give you a little consistency, but you gotta use it in the right areas, you know. So uh he's not saying uh here's here's this consistency, go turn up at the club every consistently every week. <laughs> <laughs> pump, throw back some bottles every week. And you know that's making you that's that's just adding mm -hmm. extra weight. You 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 know, drinking up your beers and stuff. So <laughs> um you just gotta take that, do your part, and God gonna do his part. That's what I'm talking about. That and discipline. Be, patient. Be, be patient. patient. be patient. That that discipline will come in real strong when you know you're doing your part. I right. promise you that discipline will come in strong. So I want to I want to pivot. Black Girl Fitness Company. Mm -hmm. You're already working out. You're already getting your body right. Your confidence is building up. You you're taking better care of yourself. When did when did that idea come up? Oh, so I'm gonna say um when I first started the page, it was when I started um my fitness journey it was it it was like q's fitness journey or something like that um and i was just like okay you know i was just working out posting my own little stuff and then i just had a thought i was like how can we how can i um be an influence to other black women not only black women but black women that are thick and you know because I, I try to tell people all the time just because someone is bigger or you know, something of that sort, just because someone's bigger, that doesn't mean that they're not fit. fit mm -hmm. Being fit, being healthy, isn't uh, subject to a, a size. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when I thought of, um, you know, creating a platform, I wanted to be sure that I could be a, a influence or be of motivation or helping people stay motivated, consistent and dedicated to their journeys, people that look like me and people that, you know, that are had the same struggles as me as well. So whenever um, I started, I, I brought on Aaliyah, who we also share like this, some of the, the same story in a sense. And um, we came together just on the page and I was just like, you know, I think instead, at first it was like Black Girl Fitness Journey. That's what we came up with. with. And then we started like brainstorming what if we could just actually make this a company and be able to, um, you know, provide like fitness training. Uh, she's a doctor of PT. So like eventually we'll be offering stuff like that, um, offering like swag and stuff like that, but not only being able to sell to, to black women, but also still being able to influence them and keep people motivated and keep people consistent. Um, not to ramble, but I, I, I want, people to know like it is okay to strength train <laughs> look it i want women to know it is okay <laughs> to strength train just like how you were saying you you get the curves this is how you build the bbl body <laughs> <laughs> so um that's, that's, just, that's just type the type of energy that we want to be able to bring to our audience you know um letting them know that we're everyday girls that still have full-time jobs um but still is able to, you know, 
cater to our health, cater to our mental health, not only uh, regular health, but mental health as well. So we're still human beings, not Instagram influencers with 50 million followers. No, we're everyday girls, just like the women that you see on Instagram today. Like, so the some of the women that who are struggling, like weight, weight loss and stuff. You know, what? it's so special what you guys are doing, because there are a lot of people out there that talk to talk, but they don't walk the walk and they don't have the results to back it up Great. because you guys are consistent, because you are going after other women that ha may have similar stories with you, similar framework as you guys, similar background as you guys. You understand that if I can help liberate one, I can help liberate millions. Right. If I can liberate myself, this journey can take off and set fire to the rest of the world. Especially, especially young black girls like yourself, like your co-host, um, your co-owner, I meant to say, at HBCUs all across the world. And right. a lot of times we are shamed in the black community. We are shamed for our size. Oh, do not get me started on that. <laughs> Look, so you 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 have personal, you know what I'm saying? You have personal personal uh, stories and experiences with that. And people want to say it to you in a way that's, quote unquote, not mean. They just trying to quote unquote help you, but they're not helping at all. You're still feeding me the same foods. You're still just talking about me. You're not trying right. to say, hey, baby, let's go walk. Let's go do this. Let's nothing. go. None of that. You drink this water, nothing. None of that. It's, it's simply you too big. Yeah. It's, it's constantly putting you down. You know, my, my favorite one is whenever uh, I was younger, like I was at probably in high school and I would, it's crazy because older people do it a lot. It's mm -hmm. like, so I, it was me and my mom, We and we saw like someone from church one time, and she was like, the first thing, not, hey, not, hey, how you doing? Nothing. Oh, girl, you got some big. Really? As if I don't already know my weight is the issue. Right. You, you go and, and tell me again. That is not like, for anybody listening, that is not how you greet someone that is rude. Honestly, I tell people all the time because I work with a with a lady and she uh, made a comment on someone's weight. And I was just like, no matter if they're big or small or too small, do not make a comment on anyone's weight. Do not don't don't say it at all, because you do not know what someone is struggling with. You don't know if they're they don't want to eat or you don't know if they're eating too much. You know, like that is. And at the end of the day, that is not your business. You commenting on their size is not doing nothing for you. It's not making you no money. It's just making you talk more. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lot of times people just learn. That's a learned behavior from yeah. their grownups. They've seen other people say it and they just come and say it. I can recall a time that I walked up to someone. Uh, I didn't say walk up. I was meeting someone for the first time. And I was like, God, leave you tiny. You, you know, don't it. You yeah, don't you don't about think it about you, it. You automatically think that everybody wants to be tiny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it, it was one of those. And after I said, I was like, my bad. I didn't mean that like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know what else to say, you know? Yeah. So the next, this year, 2023, for the most part, most people don't know what is going to happen. What is one of your fitness goals for whether it's your personally, professionally that you want to achieve or you would like to see others achieve? <sighs> for myself, I really want to be able to achieve, well, actually compete in my powerlifting meet. 
that is like a goal for myself. And of course, still being able to remain consistent with eating because I'm not perfect. I like unhealthy food too, still. I still have, and when I go to Louisiana, I'm definitely going to eat whatever I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, food is, I, I have to tell people that too. Like food is not your enemy. Like you have to create a good relationship with food. Um, no, you don't have to starve yourself to be, you know, fine or be in shape, but you can still uh, award yourself at times and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that one of my goals is to, of course, compete in my powerlifting me, but also try to remain consistent as possible. Um, some things that I would like others to, you know, to accomplish. Honestly, I would just would like whatever goal they set out for themselves. I want them to accomplish that. That is that is like the thing that I'm saying, because of course I can say, oh, I want, I want people to be able to lose weight and, you know, take their health seriously. But some people don't have those same goals. Um, They have maybe have the goals of, Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, how I started, I'm just going to take a walk for a day. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's them starting out. You have to meet people where they are, mm -hmm. and then, you know, and just help them along the way. So I think just my goal for others is to have them make sure that they're writing their goals down and to create a routine, <laughs> creating routines. Thanks. <laughs> I saw um, what you said just now reminded me of Marianne Williamson. Uh, she wrote the book. I forgot what book she wrote the book, the law of compensation, but also she wrote that poem, our deepest fear mm -hmm. and our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but we, we are powerful beyond measure. And towards the end of the poem, she says, playing small doesn't serve anybody. What you should want to do, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the whole thing, what you should want to do is shine so bright that you unconsciously give others the right to shine as well. Right, right. And so you doing your fitness journey, you shining, you smiling, you seeing the, the results, you bigging up other women, I'm, we're supposed to shine. Right. Like like Lil' Cali, uh, artist out of Baton Rouge, you're supposed to shine. Okay. <laughs> and, and so every, for everyone that, that doesn't realize that, for everyone that's trying to um, pull someone else down as they're making their progress, you're supposed to shine all the time. Right. At, at every single moment, you're supposed to shine. So we're coming to the end. I have one question. What is now, it? I ask this question on every single podcast, and I think it is the most profound. We have currently crossed over to 8 billion people in the world. India, as of last week sometime, became the most populated country in the world, like 1.42 billion people. If you had the opportunity to speak to all people that were headed on a fitness journey, what would ad what advice would you give them? Ooh. Honestly... I'm going, I just got to go back to what, what I've been saying. Be patient with yourself. Try to create a routine and stick to it. That, that's the, that's it. That is how you're going to create consistency. That is how you're going to reach your goals is creating that routine in any aspect of your life, not just fitness, create that routine, create that structure. I know some people don't like structure. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to create those things in order to be able to level up to your next goal. Because right here, look, right here, this is what where we are sometimes. And God is like, you got to be able to do this right here in order for me to take you here. Mm -hmm. 
So whenever you learn this, whenever you learn the routine and the consistency, then I'm going to be able to level you up. Until you learn it, I'm going to keep you here. Right. That's that's so, that's powerful. That is yeah. powerful. Because a lot of people don't know that they just want to move up without the necessary tools to succeed at that level. So, uh, Kitten, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, your Instagram, um, your fitness page, Instagram. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah. So my personal Instagram, I'll be taking many cleanses from Instagram, but you can still follow my personal page is <laughs> the uh, dot real queen Q, but you can also follow our business page at black BLK girl fitness co that's BLK girl fitness co follow us on Instagram. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been another episode of what happens again. I'm sorry. I'm tripping on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when podcasts remember, be patient with yourself, set a routine and be consistent. You do those three things in any area of your life, whether it's fitness, whether it's your personal, professional life, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your finances, whatever goal you want to reach, be patient, build a system, stay consistent. And as you grow, take others with you, shine your light bright, bright, bright and liberate the rest of the world. I want to thank y'all for joining us. Get and tell them bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all. We see y'all next week. <laughs>